Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. This Good Friday, we really want to concentrate on on the message of the cross and it reminds me, I was um, just thinking there the other day about uh, times in my life where I have attempted to do things that um, I've discovered as I've gone on that journey that um, it probably wasn't a great choice. Um, there have certain been things, I don't know about you, there are certain things you try and do only to discover you can't do them. Uh, there have been many electrical items in the house that I have quite often publicly, oh, if that's all right, I could fix that. And uh, on opening up the said electrical item, I've discovered I don't have a clue what's going on inside. <laughs> Who's done that? You know, all the guys with a, with a posy screwdriver have given it a go, haven't you? You've gone inside, you've had a look, and uh, Cheryl had broken her, her straighteners, and I was convinced it must be just a broken cable. I'm opening up a... I didn't expect them to have that much electronics in it. And then I'm on YouTube and then I'm getting really confused. And, and, and it's this constant. But the thing is, when you're doing those things, you then got to make a decision, right? I put a lot of time and effort into this. It's like, when do I quit? And, and, and life is often about sort of like either quitting or persisting. There are sort of moments when you either quit. You've got to quit. You've got to know when to quit on certain jobs. You've got to know when to sort of pull back and go, you know what, I really shouldn't have started this. I need, I need to get someone else to fix this. Uh, there were been other times I persisted. Um, there was a time when I accidentally shortened Heidi's car by about six inches uh, by reversing into it. And uh, it, was, uh, it, was quite, it was quite a moment, really. I'd, I'd, um, uh, I had uh, jumped in the car to go and pick up for Joseph for passage driving test and and I pick up him up from the bus. It was quite late. I jumped into the Land Rover, reversed, bang, whoops, jumped out thinking, oh, well. And uh, didn't, didn't look at the damage because I needed to get Joe quickly. Jumped, in, uh, jumped into Cheryl's car, drove away, picked, uh, got back, forgot all about the car. Me and Cheryl are having coffee in the morning. Heidi comes down and she looks out the window and she goes, what's happened to my car? And I look out and the bonnet is like this and the whole thing is a good six inches shorter. <laughs> but then I went and checked my Land Rover and it, had, it didn't have a, well, it had a slight scratch. And I, oh, thank goodness for that. And, uh... <laughs> and the irony being it, already, it was already a brand new bonnet because Cheryl had been going down the, motor, uh, the, the uh, dual carriageway and the bonnet had flipped off on her at 60 miles an hour. And smashed against the windscreen. It was it. The car was destined to be trashed. And uh, and uh, but I I then thought I can fix this. And uh, so it came out. I, I realised I needed a ratchet screwdriver, and uh, I needed some um, some other tools. I didn't know the name of. And uh, uh, we started taking apart. And then I realised I needed Paul. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and super glue. We literally super glued some of the headlights back together, and, and the wing on one side we super glued, and uh, and we jumped on the bonnet and we took the metal frame off and we bent it and we went. We can fix cars. So we can... <laughs> but there are many moments in your life when you've got to know you've got to know when to quit. 
And you've got to know, you've got to find those opportunities of knowing how to get out, get out of it, get out of the, the, the choice that you've made. It reminds me of this moment on the cross when Jesus is on the cross. And it says in Luke chapter 23 and 32, there were also two others, criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they come to the place called Calvary, they were crucified, him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, he saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen one of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription was also written over him in letters in Greek, Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who hanged, who were hanged, blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering, rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing you're under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you've come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus had cried out with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now, if we in the midst of our struggles find relief in, in um, we often find relief in, in, in trying to kind of find an excuse for our problems. You know how it is you want to blame someone. Um, I'm late. I need to blame Cheryl because I can't find my underpants. Um, it, uh, <laughs> that would generally make you quite late and, and naked. And uh, so, <laughs> which is always awkward. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, there are always reasons why you would want to um, sort of blame other people. And here we have a, this criminal on, on one side of Christ who, while in the midst of all the blaspheming, finds an opportunity to, to tell Christ to be Christ, to be the king, get himself off the cross, and while you're at it, do it for me too. And here, here is someone who, who's really saying, listen, um, I, I'm in this problem, you're in a problem, so you need to fix it for us. And, and it's amazing how... We can make life choices. I mean, this fella had made life choices. <laughs> He'd made a decision to be a criminal. And here he is in his moment of death, blaming Christ and then expecting Christ to fix it when he was solely responsible for the outcome of his life. But on the other side, you've got a man who's found an opportunity of getting out of the decisions that he's made. Because here's the thing about our life. Here's the thing about our attitudes. Here's the thing about our mindsets. Is that once you've put a fair amount of commitment into them. It's very difficult to change your mind. It's very difficult to get out of it. If you've put an investment into not speaking to certain people. It's very difficult to then start talking to them. 
If you've put an investment into being angry about something, it's very difficult to now not be angry. One of the key issues that people even, um, and hear me on this, people even with depression and get depressed, it's very difficult for them not to be depressed because they put a huge amount of effort in being depressed. And that is in the genuineness of their heart, they feel bad. They don't know why they feel bad. In the, in the heart, they feel often will have identity issues, feeling person, a personal failure, an exhaustion on the inside. They put a huge amount of effort into feeling bad. And they feel like that if I keep feeling bad, it will resolve the feeling of why I'm feeling bad. So they keep, it's like trying to squeeze a boil. <laughs> it's that kind of, if I just keep hurting myself a little bit more, it may mean something. But here's the thing. If you keep going down the wrong path, at some point you have to swallow your pride and take the opportunities that come along to stop feeling, thinking, acting and behaving that way. And here we have this, this criminal on the, on the cross with Jesus. And here he is and he rebukes the other one for his blasphemy. And then he says, let's read it again in verse 40. In verse 40. I love this. He says, but the other answering, rebuking, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing the under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man's done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You see, he does two things, three things, in fact. The first thing he does is he recognizes why he got where he was. Sometimes we just got to face up to how we got to where we got to. And most of us, and for us today, most of us here, where we got to, where we got to is, is to do with our thinking and not a lot on the outside, but on the inside. How we get a bad attitude, how we struggle in our faith, how we struggle in our relationships. It's what goes on in our head. And we have to recognize that we got ourselves there. Nobody else thinks for us. We can blame other people for all sorts of things. But, but you know, often on television you hear about people being offended. They're offended over everything. But you know what? I could be blatantly rude right now. And that would be offensive. But you would still have to choose to be offended have to be choose. Now, you're probably, there'll be a right to be offended, but you still have to carry the offense in yourself. So offense is something you choose for yourself to take on. And sometimes we've got to take a step back and go, I'm not going to carry. I've got to accept the fact that there are certain decisions in life that I take that are not really, I shouldn't be taking them. And then the second one is that he acknowledges who Jesus Christ is. You are the Christ. But I love, I love his humility and his audacity. He says, I deserve to be here. I'm receiving the due payment of my life. Jesus, please remember me. The audacity of accepting, by the way, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise. Here's a man who found his opportunity to step out of the mindset, the behavior, at his moment of death. Here, everything, this moment on the cross changes everything. The cross 
was the opportunity for this man to live when he was dying. And in his moment of death, he found life. In his moment of death, he found an opportunity for hope. And here we're going to understand that that what Easter reminds us, when Jesus is on the cross, that is our moment when we can live. That song, we were singing it right there. I just had to write the words down because I knew I'd remember. How is it that I profit while he is crucified? This could have been sung by the thief on the cross. Yet as his life was taken, so I was granted mine. As his life was taken, so I was granted mine. This is the thief on the cross. But we are the thief on the cross. We are the ones who have made those mistakes. And yet as we believe in him, and as we accept our own weakness, we accept the fact that Jesus on the cross has given us an opportunity To live with him. Jesus um, had an amazing conversation right in the beginning of his ministry to a guy called Nicodemus. And in John chapter 3, Nicodemus is asking him about eternal life. And Jesus, in John 3, 3, said this. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the spirit, is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. I want to say to you, Knowing Jesus Christ is knowing this truth. You must be born again. Here is a criminal on the cross. He has no more physical ability to live on life on earth. He has no more opportunity for good deeds. He has no more opportunity to salvage his reputation. He has nothing left. To offer Christ as some kind of payment, as some kind of favor. He is a criminal right to his last dying breath. But for this one caveat, he acknowledged he had made the wrong choice. And in his dying breath, he had the opportunity to find a way out. You know what? We're not in our dying breath. We have an opportunity to change our mind on every circumstance. And it doesn't matter whether you've asked Jesus Christ into your life a hundred years ago, (laughs) whether you asked Jesus into your life ten years ago, five years ago, or whether you've never done it. All of us need to opportunity to go, you know what? Sometimes I get on the wrong track. But here this Easter, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to find that opportunity. Jesus, you died on the cross so that I might take a step back and go, Lord, remember me. That's all we need to ask. Lord, remember me. What am I doing? I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ that I might live as one 
who is born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. You must give your life to him and start again. Born again, start again. It's born, we are born flesh, but we are born of the spirit of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, Jesus on the, just in the, in the, um, in the garden, um, just before the garden of Gethsemane at the Passover meal, he took the bread and he broke it and he would often take the bread and break it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And he took the loaf of bread, which is bread is representative of the, the basic meal of life. It, it represents that the, the, um, the very, and it still is in probably pretty much every country of the globe, bread is still the basic supplement meal that goes with, with everything that we understand the bread. And Jesus says, this is my body. And if you eat of me, if you remember me, this my body and my blood, then you will fellowship with me in my suffering. And if you fellowship with me in my suffering, you fellowship with me in my victory. You fellowship with me in my victory. You see, the cross was for a moment. But salvation is for eternity. The agony was for a moment that he took for us. And we have moments of suffering, sometimes for our own foolishness and sometimes because life is hard. They are moments, but our life with Christ is eternal. And this is such a beautiful moment. And we are going to have communion just now. I wonder if I can have the band. And as we have communion, we're going to pray together. And just as we pray, we are going to ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. We're going to ask to be born again. And we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit really just comes into every aspect of our lives. I wonder if we could just pass the bread down round. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Charlotte. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.